Campfire Classics is a classic literature podcast. However, your hosts will occasionally use not-so-classy language and immature humor to describe very mature situations. As such, listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Ken Sandberg. Welcome to Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. Christmas stories for now during this little holiday hiatus. I've got a nice quick one that uh, some of you are likely to recognize this week, but first, as promised, The Santa Origins Part 2. Last week I talked about Saint Nicholas. This week I'm looking at another one of Santa's predecessors, Father Christmas. Now, many Americans actually think they're just different names for the same guy, and today he serves much the same purpose, but his history is actually kind of odd. When the Puritans took over in England, they wanted to outlaw all kinds of stuff because, you know, Puritans are like that. And one of the things they banned was Christmas. So for 15 years, from around 1645 to about 1660, celebrating Christmas in England was actually illegal. During this time, political cartoons were used to criticize the the new regime, and the character Old Father Christmas appeared as a representation of the good old days, when people would eat and drink too much at Christmas parties, much closer than to the pagan parties they had originated as, and they were these wild, almost debaucherous events. Now, the first confirmed citation of the name Father Christmas being used was in a 1658 cartoon in which he is depicted as an old white-bearded man on trial. In 1660, Christmas was restored to England because the Puritans got kicked out, and for a few years, everybody was celebrating with extra gusto. But Father Christmas quickly became an outdated symbol of feasting and frivolity, still recognizable by his white beard, his long coat, usually green, but sometimes blue or white or red, and his holly crown, but he was no longer that sort of rallying point or or political celebrity that he had been. Christmas was legal again, so it was a lot less exciting. Father Christmas to, continued to live on as a sort of stock character associated with the adult joys of Christmas, almost like Dionysus with his feasts, uh, until the Victorian era. So he was brought back then as a literary symbol, uh, a symbol of this sort of mythical golden era of England, hearkening back once again to the good old days, riding around on his Yule goat and cavorting with spirits. Uh, He was a symbol, again, this white-bearded wizard. Then Santa came to town. Early versions of a bearded gift giver named Santa Claus had come over from America, so by the mid-1800s, Father Christmas was sometimes being shown in a red coat and a slouchy hat, delivering presents, sounding familiar. The first recorded letter from an English child to Father Christmas requesting presents has been dated to 1895. 
Santa Claus and Father Christmas continued borrowing bits of lore and costumes from each other over the next several years, and for a while both existed technically separately, but by 1915, quote, The majority of children today do not know of any difference between our Father Christmas and the comparatively new Santa Claus, as by both wearing the same garb, they have effectively a happy compromise. And today, dictionaries and other sources like Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable refer to Father Christmas as nothing more than a British name for Santa Claus. So that's just a little more background. Uh, And now, as promised, a quick one this week. First published in The Sun in 1897, written anonymously by the posthumously identified journalist Francis Church, this is, Is There a Santa Claus? Let's start this fire. We take pleasure in answering at once and thus prominently the communication below, expressing at the same time our great gratification that its faithful author is numbered among the friends of the sun. Dear Editor, I am eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says, if you see it in the sun, it's so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Virginia O'Hanlon, 115 West 95th Street. Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are little. In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant in his intellect, as compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole of truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist, and you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would the world be if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith, then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus. (laughs) You might as well not believe in fairies. You might get your papa to hire men to watch in all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus, but even if they did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus, but that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? 
course not. But that's no proof that they are not there. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders that are unseen and unseeable in the world. You may tear apart a baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside, but there is a veil covering the unseen world which not the strongest man, nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, fancy, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernal beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real? Ah, Virginia, in all this world there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus. Thank God he lives and he lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, ten times ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. Hey, that's all from us this week, campers. Thank you for letting me sort of slide into your pod feed for just a, a couple of minutes here. Um, I just, I hate missing weeks even when we're on a little hiatus like this. And, and I wanted to make sure that you got a little bit of literature, a little bit of entertainment, maybe a little bit of education. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that one. It certainly makes me feel all sort of warm and fuzzy. Write in if you feel like it. Let me know what you thought of this one. Um, particularly, let me know where it is in the world that you find that magic that that this little letter was talking about. Uh, you can send those messages into 5050artsproduction at gmail.com or find us on any of the social media. Just look for Campfire Classics Podcast and go ahead and include the secret passcode is there a Santa Claus? Until next week, this has been Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. Oh, and in case we don't get to drop anything between now and the holiday, uh, from us here at Campfire Classics, Merry Christmas and happy celebrating.